an Air India Express Boeing 737-800 lands at the Cochin Airport and is trying to get to the gate when they get stuck. What caused this aircraft to not make it to the gate? Welcome back to the Hard Landings Podcast, everybody. I'm Nick. I'm Miranda. And I'm Christy. Hello. Hi, everyone. Thank you to Carmen. Thanks, Carmen. If we didn't, thank you. If not, if we did, you're thanked again. We're we're a mess. It's fine. We sent out merch. I did not lie to you. We sent out ducks. Ducks. That too. Many ducks. So many ducks. All the ducks. If you have not received your ducks at this point, there is a reason. Either we see you in person, or... Or we just received your order. Yeah. That. Or we literally just got it. We just sent them out, so you're going to have to wait a little bit before we send them <laughs> out again. Yep. We will probably skip listener stories this month. I think we have one. Thank you, so, David. Yes. <laughs> From David. So we're probably going to end up skipping them for this month. Again, if you want to Well, do... I mean, this came out. This is coming out April. Yeah. Yeah. So we so, skipped March. <laughs> there Already? There was a patron suggestion for April stories, and I'm going to have to look it up. I'll let you know by the end of the episode what it is, because I don't remember. Okay. But we'll do that for April, and combine them like we did last time. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, What are we covering today, Nick? Today, we are covering Air India Express Flight 452. Thank you to Dottie for recommending this episode again. Thanks, Dottie. Much appreciated. This accident happened on September 5th of 2017. So, quite recent. Relatively, anyways. This was a Boeing 737-800 with the tail number Victor Tango-Alpha Yankee Bravo. This is a flight from Abu Dhabi in the United Arab Emirates to Cochin or Kochi in India. I call it Cochin. Yes. It is Cochin in the entire report. It is also the city of Kochi. K-O-C-H-I. The captain for this flight was male. Brilliant. He was 59 years old at the time. He had 14,495 hours total, of which 4,176 hours were on 737. Not bad. Very experienced. The first officer was female. Yep. She was 28 years old at the time. She had 1,429 hours, so literally 10,000 less hours total. No, more than 10,000. Yes, a little over 10,000 less. She had 10%. Yes. Of his hours. Yes. I'll talk about it later. Yep. Don't you worry. She had 1,139 hours on the 737. Which is pretty good. Yeah. The flight crew and the aircraft had flown from Cochin to Abu Dhabi just before operating the accident flight in the reverse leg. So, back to Cochin. The flight to Abu Dhabi was uneventful. In Abu Dhabi, 102 passengers boarded the flight to go along with the six crew on their way back to Cochin. Flight 452 departed Abu Dhabi at 8.44 p.m. local time. Explain why this is a little bit of a complicated thing is because this entire report was in UTC time. And more so than normal, this was inconvenient because... Local so, time was five and a half hours ahead. In India. 
Ugh. Which is where the rest of this will take place. So if I made any time calculations, which I didn't make a whole lot of calculations, I am so sorry. I did, and I think I got them all right, although I tried not to have to do it too much. You'll see how I did that. Oh, gross. Okay. Yeah, it's gross. <laughs> it's nasty. The captain was to be the pilot flying for this leg, and the first officer was to be the pilot monitoring for this leg. The flight was carried out normally, and they entered the Cochin area around 2.30 a.m. local time. That is apparently the normal-ish time for this flight. We'll talk about it, but this airport is apparently very busy in the middle of the night. For some reason. We're talking 2.30 a.m. currently. They're arriving. I mean, Denver is also busy in the middle of the night. Sort of. Most of it stops about 1.30. 2.33 a.m. and 24 seconds, the air traffic controller cleared the flight to land on runway 27 and informed them, quote, landing surface wet, end quote, and light winds. The flight landed at Cochin at 2.37 a.m. and 15 seconds. 2.37 a.m. and 41 seconds, so just a handful of seconds later, the air traffic controller told the flight to, quote, vacate via convenient right, end quote. What? <laughs> Get off the runway when it's convenient. Yes. Oh, okay. We To the right. I thought they were the still in the air. <laughs> the standard vernacular for this would be exit when able. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's just weird verbiage. Yes, vacate via... Vacate con- the premises! Vacate con- via convenient right. To yeah, me, it's like but way when more... You're conven- but when it's convenient for To you. me, this is like way more formal than the normal vernacular. Just seems so much easier to say. Oh, but we'll talk about their vernacular. Yes, I know. Well, you will. I don't really talk about we it. We talk about it a bit. The aircraft had touched down late at 4,900 feet down the runway... For reference, you normally touch down like a thousand feet down the runway. Yeah, within that first thousand feet, ideally. Sometimes a little beyond that, but this is a lot beyond that. Thankfully, this is a long runway. So they touched down 4,900 feet down the runway near the Charlie 3 exit of the runway, which is where the flight normally exits the runway period. So it was touching down way late. Instead, the flight departed the runway or exited the runway, at Charlie 2 this time. So farther down the runway. Yes. The airport was under rainy conditions, so the windshield wipers were running on high mode upon landing. 2.39 a.m. and 24 seconds, the air traffic controller cleared the flight to taxi to gate 23 Lima, or 23 left, via Charlie, taxiway Charlie's, taxiway Foxtrot, taxiway Lima, and to hold short of Lima as there was another aircraft taxiing out of the gate area from gate 20. I will go more into this later. Yes, this is all very confusing if you're not looking at a map of this. As the flight began taxiing to the gate, the air traffic controller requested from the flight, quote, at what height you are able to sight the runway, end quote. Oh, see, I was so confused by this that I skipped it. (laughs) The air traffic controller is asking them, When they were able to see the runway as they were descending. Got it. Thank you. Why are they asking them? Is it for like weather purposes? Yes. So they know what to expect. The flight crew responded 1,000 feet. So 1,000 above is when they could see it. The aircraft was taxiing along taxiway Charlie. They then began their turn for taxiway Foxtrot. As they were turning, the airplane suddenly shook hard multiple times before coming to an abrupt stop. The captain then applied the throttle. Three separate times to a high power setting, but the airplane would not budge. 
was sitting still. The captain then radioed the air traffic controller to request a tow truck. The air traffic controller informed the flight to shut down the engines and that a tow truck would be sent. The engines were shut down at 2.48 a.m., which was seven minutes after the airplane had been stuck. FYI. So now they've been stuck for some quite, quite some time. A ramp vehicle had reached the airplane just one minute before they shut the engines down to find the 737 suspended over a drainage ditch between the taxiways with the main landing gear suspended in the ditch and the aircraft resting on the belly and engines on the tarmac. Miranda's looking at pictures. How? We'll talk about it. How? I just... (laughs) We'll talk about it. The ramp vehicle requested further assistance at that time. 20 minutes later... Oh, good lord. The the first rescue or firefighting vehicle finally reached the accident site. Three minutes later, the L1 door, the forward left door, opened and some stairs arrived two minutes later to begin deplaning the passengers, but the stairs were too, quote, large, end quote, to align with the door. I'm thinking too, too tall. I'm thinking too tall because the airplane is no longer on its landing gear. Yeah. Talk about that too. As Miranda is seeing in the photos. Yes. Like, like, like. Yeah. No, like it's literally the landing gear is not touching anything. The no. plane is currently resting on its engines. Yes. Yep. So a set of shorter stairs were brought over eight minutes later. All the passengers exited the airplane via the stairs within five minutes. By this point, it's been. About 45, almost 50 minutes since they got stuck. Three of the passengers seated in 27 Charlie, 29A, and 30 Charlie were minorly injured when the airplane jerked suddenly into the drain. There was no fire from the accident. However, the airplane's nose gear had collapsed upon entering and then abruptly exiting the drainage ditch on the other side. The underside of the engines were damaged along with some of the internal components due to the warping and bending associated with taking the weight of the aircraft all of a sudden. The belly skin was also severely damaged along most of the underside of the airplane where it made contact and dragged along the pavement. No, really. (laughs) Apart from the three minor injuries, though, there were no other injuries or fatalities at all. So this is the first time in a while we haven't had any, like, major anything. Has it been that long? It's been a while. It's been a while. It's we covered a lot a in one section, and then we haven't covered it in a while. We have not covered anything with no fatalities, I think, in a long time, actually. It's been oh. a while. Well, we, we had that bout for a while. We're like, are we going to kill anyone? <laughs> that That's a horrible I know. That I'm pretty sure that's what we put it on. So now that I've confused the crap out of you, let's make you mad. Uh, I, I, Okay. Let me tell you my thoughts real quick. Yep. Because I'm sitting here, and I'm going... Okay, taxiing off the runway. Mm -hmm. Later than normal, but okay, shouldn't be a problem, right? You should Mm -hmm. have a a map somewhere of the airport, right? Mm -hmm. How they got to this drainage ditch in the first place? We'll get there. Completely confused. There's there's a couple of things that happened that mm, led to this (laughs) odd thing. I love how carefully you're choosing your words. (laughs) This investigation was performed by the Aircraft Accident Investigation Bureau, or the AAIB, of India. I was going to say, it has to be of India, right? Yes. It happened yes. in India. A, a lot of countries just like naming this particular agency all the same thing, and we're the ones who are like, no. How dare you? Yes. 
And this is a pretty straightforward investigation, so I'm not going to bog you down with rabbit holes because the fact of the matter is they had the witnesses, they had the plane, they had the crew, they had the ground radar, they had the black boxes. They even had video footage. Uh-huh. They had it all. So to find out exactly what happened, investigators listened to the CBR, which was retrieved, you know, because uh, the airplane was whole. Why wouldn't it be? Sorry. <laughs> wow. <laughs> The only thing that wasn't hull was the freaking nose gear, which was bent heavily backwards. Yes, there are pictures somewhere. It also destroyed the pavement when it did so. Upon landing, ATC told the crew to vacate the runway to the right where convenient. We have a map of this on our website to follow along with if you so desire. Behold, map. Okay. Map. Oh, map. Accordingly, map. so they, they landed this way. They passed Charlie 3. Right. The crew exited using Charlie 2. The tower said to taxi via Charlie, Foxtrot, and hold short of Lima. To translate, the tower told them to turn right on taxiway Charlie. Yes. Left on taxiway Foxtrot. Yes. And stop once they come to the intersection with taxiway Lima. Okay. It's highlighted in... Red. Pink? P pink as Hotel Sierra 2. Cool, cool. Okay, let's keep going. Hold short 2. In the cockpit, after that transmission, the first officer said to the captain, Sir, go extremely slow because the runway mark at the marking over there might not be seen. So then we might have to call for follow me. What she is referring to is a follow me truck, which is just someone from airport operations getting in a car with lights on it. And it says it has a sign on it that says follow me. Yeah. So the plane follows. The yeah. And yeah, you, I guess. Lead, I got you lead the plane around. Big giant lights that literally just say follow me. And you, they just drive right in front of the airplane. Yeah. They, they work with air traffic control. They know what they're doing. This is standard. There's yes. nothing. Yes. This is standard across the world, by the way. Yeah. You it, can do this at most normal. airports. Especially yeah. in crap visibility. Not that that is the case here, but. So she said, the first officer said, go slow. Yes. Yep. Maybe get a follow me. Not a bad idea. Captain didn't reply. Just didn't say anything. The first officer was heard saying, next is Echo and then Foxtrot. This is before trailing off. The captain sped up from four and a half knots ground speed to nine knots. The first officer said it was around this time that she was adjusting her glasses and her wipers so she could see better. She resumed a bit later saying Echo next, or Echo, next is Foxtrot. Cannot see any markings. All lights are on. Two big thumps were heard. The tower asked AXB 452, confirm the station Victor Tango Alpha Yankee Bravo, to which the first officer responded, affirm AXB 452, request follow me, we are on Foxtrot. So at that time they requested to follow me. It's already too late. Tower said AXB 452, confirm you can continue via Foxtrot. And the first officer said, stand by, stand by, before saying to the captain, check, we need, we need to talk to the... And then there was an instrument sound. Cool. The first officer said, sir, don't, don't. I'm assuming this is when he was revving the engines. Probably. And then she radioed the tower 19 seconds later saying, XI-452 request tow truck. To which the tower responded, XI-452 tower requesting reason, ma'am. The captain is stupid. The first officer said, there was a ditch at Foxtrot, XI-452, unable to see ahead. ATC instructed them to shut down their engine, which the crew confirmed. The first officer said, sir, this is now this yet. So we came at Charlie 2. Now we are here. We 
Air Traffic Control asked XI-450 to confirm you can continue taxi. Didn't they just call for a tow truck? They can't go anywhere. They are stuck. They were also just told to shut down their engines. So, what? yeah, how can they can continue taxiing? And the first officer responded, negative, sir, we switched off the engine? <laughs> Hello? Yeah. <laughs> Waiting for tow truck as soon as possible. And then she said to the captain, sir, I told you, echo one and then next left. Sir, because that time I told you next is this is echo, next is foxtrot. The next bit she said in Hindi and I used Google Translate. No, no, there is echo written. Look, it is written here. And then she resumed in English, Foxtrot, an arrow is here. What can you see? Can you see? Can you see more in engine? Just check and let me know. Okay. All of this is very confusing. Uh, yeah. The crew asked again for a tow truck, and ATC said they requested one and again asked them to shut down the engine. The crew said they had already done so. Yeah, we've yeah. shut them down. Thank you. Moving There's on. So much just poor communication. And that's basically the end of the recording. The, what had happened was... What, you see, what had happened was... What had happened was... The captain turned left 90 meters before taxiway Foxtrot and ended up in the drainage ditch. Why the hell did he do that? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, we can laugh this time a little bit more because nobody, no actually, nobody actually got that hurt or died or anything. Why don't they <laughs> Yes, exactly! <laughs> question <laughs> now amidst that you may have noticed that the captain seemed to completely disregard the first officer numerous times he didn't even answer her at any point no he wasn't like his i don't think his voice was even noted on the cbr maybe once or twice excellent so he was so great at communicating uh-huh so what might have led to that first question how often have they flown together Investigators looked at their flight records and found that this had been their first time operating together and was only their second flight together. The first being the flight. The other direction. Yeah. So th- it's the first time, really, that they've flown together, period. Correct. Okay. The captain was also 31 years the first officer senior and had 10 times her flight hours. So shouldn't the first officer have just listened to the captain? The captain wasn't saying anything. Turns out she knew what she was talking about. The first officer had flown to and from Cochin Airport three times that month, 20 times the previous month, for a total of 95 times in 2017 up to this point. Wow. She's a little familiar with this airport. She's like, just so you're aware, you cannot really see that taxiway, etc., etc. She wasn't... Also, she's the pilot monitoring. That's her job. The captain. He had only flown to and from Cochin 15 times in 2017, and three of those were in the month prior to the accident. Not going to say that's not enough to kind of know your bearings there. Okay, we're talking 95 times versus 15. Yes, there's a vast difference. And who knows how many of those flights accordingly were in the dark. Yes. For either of them. I agree. It was obvious in the CVR and from her flight records that the first officer knew that lighting at the airport wasn't great, especially in wet and dark conditions, and the smart thing to do would be to get a follow-me vehicle, but the captain didn't even acknowledge her suggestions. He didn't even acknowledge her existence. Pretty much. This is where I'm like, men... Sorry, I'm I'm very much exaggerating here, and even Nick doesn't fall in this category, but men don't ask for directions. <laughs> I'm like, there's a stereotype, and you just fulfilled every little bit of it. I'll get off my soapbox. (laughs) Ask for directions. I do. I know you do. (laughs) 
because I'm your navigator. I'm, I'm yes. Anyway. Ask you for directions. <laughs> <laughs> Furthermore, what wasn't really explained in the CBR transcript was that the captain increased the throttle three separate times to get out of the ditch, despite the first officer's protestations. Please stop trying to you to just jettison us out of a ditch. It's not working for one. Two, it's dangerous. Three, I I can keep going on. I won't. I won't. There, I have so many things wrong with this. We'll I, talk about it later. What if the fuel lines were severed? Like everything's out of whack with those engines now. They're bent. They're torqued. They're. I don't. It's bad. I I just when when you got stuck the first time. You're and stuck. You're not go. Why are you trying to think? It's also a man thing to do to be like, I can just go and get us out of here. And then they get you more stuck. Mm-hmm. And it didn't do anything for them. Sorry, I'm really trying. We're trying not to generalize, but y'all make it so easy. <laughs> yeah, I do sometimes. <laughs> think about it. Do women do that? Usually no. Does it happen occasionally? Maybe, but a lot more with men than it does with women. Just want to point that out. I'm not saying women Probably completely true. are not... At fault. At Probably, fault. Probably true. But let's be honest here. <laughs> <laughs> so why was the captain so fixated on not listening to her? Uh, I mean, besides the obvious. Besides the obvious. <laughs> this accident happened early in the morning on September 5th. Just just so we're keeping a calendar in your brain. 2.30 yep. in the morning, September 5th. Right. On September 3rd, the captain landed at Cochin at 9.30 p.m., got to his hotel around midnight, and did not sleep. It's now two days later. So he has not slept at all. He then proceeded to fly on the 4th before landing at Cochin at 2.30 a.m. on the 5th. He had not slept at all during this time and was heard yawning on the CVR. So he was fatigued. Now, let's putting, that's putting it a little bit simply. There are multiple kinds of fatigue. Let's go into it. Transient fatigue is acute fatigue from extreme sleep restriction or extended hours of staying awake in the last one to two days. This was obviously a factor, as the captain hadn't slept at all the night before. Technically, he was not allowed to fly. Right. He should have called out. Yeah. Yep. I did not sleep. I am not safe to fly this airplane. Correct. Cumulative fatigue is repeated mild sleep restriction across a series of days. I didn't see anything about this being a factor, but it, can, it is something that can affect flight crew. Mm-hmm. The third kind is circadian fatigue and is based on being awake at weird times for your circadian rhythm. Let's delve into that one a little bit. When it's dark, your eyes send a signal to your brain's hypothalamus saying that it's time to be tired. So your brain releases melatonin to make you feel tired. Yep. This particular window of time is strongest between 2 a.m. and 6 a.m. And it's called the window of circadian low. Well, guess what time this accident happened? Right, right, right at that time. Yep. Apparently there's another like window of circadian low between 3 and 5 p.m., which is why we all want to leave work. Yes. Just. That's why we're actually supposed to sleep twice, not once in a day. Anyway. But the captain wasn't the only one to have shortcomings in this incident. Investigators pointed out that the tower controller had asked multiple times to have the engine shut down because he didn't know where the plane was for a second there. Yep. He lost surveillance over the aircraft and lost situational awareness. Not something you should do from a tower. No. It wasn't until the crew requested follow me service that he found the aircraft, but couldn't tell if they were on taxiway Foxtrot or if they were in the ditch. And that's not the end of air traffic control's contributions. 
but it's going to sound like I'm deviating for a second. Bear with me. There are a lot of airports that have much more complicated taxiways. This one's pretty simple. Atlanta comes to mind. Chicago O'Hare. I was going to say (laughs) O'Hare. Denver. (laughs) How do crews not get lost? There's this wonderful um, invention, you might say, called lights. There are different kinds of lights that indicate different things while navigating through what can be a maze of taxiways. Blue lights indicate taxiway edges, while green lights indicate taxiway center lines. Y'all with me here? Yes. There aren't as many blue lights once you start getting near the gates, because the green center line shows the way, and it's an apron. Like, it's kind of open. Right. An apron's a different situation. If the green center line exists, how did the crew get so lost? Here I have a picture of the taxiway and how it looked at the time of the accident as captured by CCTV footage. Miranda, can you please... Describe very eloquently what you see. A lot of lights. There are so many lights. What but col- where? What you- color light do you not see? Blue. And? Green. Where's the taxiway? I don't know. Exactly. I see a lot of white lights. That's what I see. I do not see any blue or green lights. Right. Where do you go? That's that's why she probably was like, we should get a follow me vehicle. By the way, the airplane's in this picture, too. Uh-huh. Where? It's, you see the little bright LED with the streaks that goes straight down? Yeah. Yeah, that's the plane. That's ah. the plane. Up in the top left. So, immediately after the accident, air traffic control turned up the lights that had previously been set to low. Why were they set to low? Good question. Miranda, what do you see now? <laughs> I see blue lights. And? Green lights. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> As you should. Investigators go on to say, in the absence of taxiway center lines, it is easy for the taxiways to to become a quote-unquote sea of blue, as blue lights don't actually provide illumination of the taxiway, but rather just enough for the light itself to be seen. When you have many taxiways in a concentrated area, it can be hard to discern the pathways through the blue. This would not have been an issue if the center lines in green were illuminated. Yeah, I'm not quite sure why they were on low. And the investigators, to some degree, kind of poo-poo the crew for this, because they could have asked for the center lines to be boosted. Yeah, but why were they not boosted to begin with? I'm like, I'm sorry, but it's the middle of the night. Shouldn't they already be on high? And that's controlled by air traffic control, so I don't know. It may have been that they were on a timer. A lot of airports, they're on a timer for when they're up on high. But also, not that hard to just... And this seemed to be some kind of bank hour. Yeah, no one else said anything. (laughs) There's five flights they were operating at the time, by the way, this airport, this time of night. There were five other airplanes moving in the the, uh, terminal area. And no one said anything about the fact that the lights weren't on? Nope. Mm. I find that really, really, really hard to believe. Well, and not even really hard to believe. I don't really want to say it that way. I find it um, incredible. (laughs) No one said anything. How are you going to get anywhere? Follow me vehicle. That would have been nice. Yep. We should call for a follow me vehicle, Captain. It's like someone requested that or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. And as far as I'm aware, like, I think the only reason that he turned early and she didn't say anything, I think, was the time that she was adjusting yeah, her glasses. Yeah, I was going to say, that was the time she was trying to fix her glasses. Adjusting her spectacles. That's exactly what it said. Like, you mean glasses. Yes. So, that's all I got. This is pretty short. It was kind of just dumb. 
Now, once again, there was not any explicit sexism here. I feel like there is, though. It, was, it wasn't verbalized. No. I mean, it could have been that. It could have been uh, superiority. Yeah. It could have been a lot of things. I, and he was fatigued. Like I It is definitely fatigue. I'm no, not even going to. Definitely. Welcome back to the fatigue podcast, everybody. <laughs> this is a kind. different kind, but <laughs> still fatigue. But yeah, no, this was definitely fatigue. And uh, it's definitely a contributing factor in my mind. Absolutely. You, you cannot operate an airplane efficiently, a high speed airplane efficiently in a very critical and he situation. Sped up. He freaking sped up. Yes. And you can't do that when you haven't slept in like 48 hours. I just he, don't well, understand. I'm not, and I'm not going to listen to the lady in the corner telling me to ask for directions. I guess. I just. A lot, oh, mm. <laughs> it, it was dumb. Luckily, there weren't any deaths. I'm so, so confused why he turned so early. Because he couldn't see. Pretty much. Couldn't see. He was tired. The, and he didn't ask for help. The investigators uh, addressed a couple of other things that I didn't really go too far into. We'll talk about them. They provided examples of airports that have like marker posts around their drainage ditches to be like, look, it's a drainage ditch. Don't taxi into it. Right. Mm-hmm. But I'm also like, you have run taxiway edge lighting. Right. Yeah. It really shouldn't be an issue if the lights worked. Yeah. If the lights were on, it'd be easier to see where you're supposed to turn. It's not to say that it's not maybe a good idea to put them around the drainage ditch anyways. Is like a do not go through here or at like all. Red lights or any, something. Yeah, yeah, that are like hey, usually they're just here. usually they're just little posts. reflector posts. Yeah, they've got like reflector tape on them. And they in the report they provide examples. I think Dubai is one of the examples that they, they gave. provided. Dubai, Delhi. I'm trying to think. There's a bunch of them. They provided a bunch. And they showed pictures. If you're so inclined to go look at the report, it's easy to find relatively. I might put a few on the website. Cool, cool. Uh, that's all I got. Excellent. Let's take a break. And we'll come back with all the normal stuff. There's not much of them. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, we're back. So we're going to do some findings. There's... A lot more than was necessary. They pretty much retold the story, as some do, within the findings. Um, not necessary. I picked out the things that I felt were pertinent, so we're only doing a few of these. They found that the co-pilot advised the pilot in command, who was taxiing, to go extremely slow because the markings were not seen and insisted on calling the follow-me jeep also. And However, he sped up. Right. However, there was no response from the pilot in command. Like, hello. Yep. I'm talking to you. They found that the ground speed at 2109.47, not even going to get into what that means. Because <laughs> that's UTC time. It's 239.47. a.m. and 47 seconds. The ground speed was at four and a half knots, which increased to nine knots just a few seconds later. 
Dumb. Yep. They found that the co-pilot again informed the pilot in command that she cannot see any markings. However, there was no response from the pilot in command. Again. They found that the pilot in command applied throttle three times for the aircraft to come out of the drain, but the aircraft stuck into the drain. Was stuck in the drain. Yeah, it was stuck. This is a translated report, by the way. It's if you couldn't figure that out. <laughs> that or the English written was just not. Good English. Amazing. I mean, it was okay, actually. It wasn't too bad to read, but... The co-pilot requested the pilot in command not to apply that throttle. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. And by the way, the sound that we were talking about, the instrument sound, note that the flaps weren't damaged. That's because they cleaned up the airplane when they landed, as you're supposed to do. Uh-huh. So they pulled the flaps up. When you have flaps up and you go full throttle or past a certain point on the throttle, the airplane yells at you that you're not in the configuration to take off as oh, a safety feature. We knew that. So oh. what's happening is when they were when he was increasing the throttle to a high level, it was going. You can't do that. So that happened. Where 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 was she cut off? And you think I'm kidding on that alarm? I'll play it for you sometime. It literally goes. It it happened when she was saying we need to talk to the Yep. And somebody. It, it cut her off. Yeah. Because it was really loud. <laughs> I guarantee it was really loud. It's loud for a reason. We found that the accident occurred at Yep. Two two AM which is the window of circadian low cycle. If you missed my explanation, rewind a couple Go back. of minutes. They found that the taxiway Charlie Center line was painted in March of 2017 and was barely visible. There yeah, were, I forgot to talk about that. Yeah, there were no taxiway Center line lights, nor retro reflective markers, or delineation markers near drains. So this, the whole thing we talked about, where there's no markers around the drains. Mm-hmm. Okay, whatever. Not really a big deal because they shouldn't be anywhere near them, anyways. This airport also had really bad paint and no lights on this taxiway that was really important. Even though it was it's just painted. One. It was just painted two months prior. Yep. Couldn't see it. Because it didn't have reflective paint. It's nice. They found that during the simulation of accident scene, the accident scene, by another Air India Express aircraft, the taxiway Charlie Centerline was barely visible. So even they couldn't see it when they tried to test this on a similar night they found and finally this is my last one they found that the tower controller was situationally not aware of the accident and handed over watch at three o'clock in the morning so literally this air traffic controller didn't even know there was a situation at any point in time before they left yep for the night Hmm. or the morning and handed over control to somebody else they didn't even know. They didn't have a clue. They never had a clue. Which is so dumb. Didn't know. They had no situational awareness of what was going on. All they knew was an airplane wasn't getting to the gate, and they were getting frustrated about it. Yeah, maybe it's because they requested a tow truck for a reason. Yes. And Where? Hold on. It's got to be on the map. Where is the control tower and scheme of all of this? I'm imagining it's about where this video footage is. Um. Hold on. I think it was on the map. Okay, there it is. Yeah, it's it's where the, the video is. Yep. That's the same perspective as those CCTV pictures. 
So I can, those are on the tower. And there's there's lights obscuring their vision, so I understand that to an extent. Yes, well, I get that. It does seem a little out of the ordinary, and maybe at that point... Don't I mean, they have ground radar? Yes. Like, can't they just look at the radar and figure out where they are? <laughs> Am I wrong? Like, I feel like... You would think. You are... 100% correct. I mean, they, they saw where the airplane was, but he just assumed it wasn't right. The airplane just wasn't moving for some reason. Really? <laughs> Come on. Come on. I don't know. I mean, how often does a plane just go off into a ditch? I'm not saying that it's a You'd be surprised. Weird <laughs> don't tell me that. It is far more often than you think. Can you hush? I'm not saying it's not a weird situation. Normally. Normally, it's not this severe. Normally, it's not this severe. Normally, when an airplane goes into a ditch... It can just be towed out, hence they asked for a tow vehicle. In this case, the airplane was high-centered and laying on the belly and the engines. That destroys the airplane. At that point, yeah, it's not going anywhere. Nope. I don't know if you'd look this up. Was that airplane... Um, I haven't looked it up, but the thing that I do know is the damage that's specified in the report listed everything as needs replaced... Telling me that they likely went through and tried to fix this airplane. By the way, this flight number is still used because, you know, nobody died. More than likely, this airplane is still flying. Hold on. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up. This plane is currently in the air. Yes. There you like, go. Right now. Yeah. I, I told you, this airplane, I mean, they listed everything as just needs repaired. It's not to say that you can't repair this airplane. It's just severely damaged. Uh, As of this moment, it is flying from Mangalore to Kuwait. In ah. case anyone was curious. Interesting. And it is allegedly painted with a white tiger and spotted deer. It's probably still the same paint scheme it had back then. It is flying over the Arabian Sea. When, when did this happen again? 2017. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's not that long ago. No. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. That's it for findings. I was ready. The probable cause of accident. Uh, okay. Is incorrect judgment taken by pilot in command for initiating left turn short of the taxi track link before taxiway foxtrot during night in rain re during reduced visibility conditions, thus resulting the aircraft entering an open rainwater drain. Yes. It, that took a lot of effort. You can understand what's trying to be said there. Yes. Yes. Contributory factors. Taxiway Charlie Centerline was barely visible during night in rains in reduced visibility conditions. That's a big one. Disagreement of a pilot in command with co-pilot for requesting follow me Jeep at Taxiway Charlie. Would you call that a disagreement or just a... In fact, he just ignored her. Yeah, just... Uh, it, I mean... I don't know. A silent disagreement? Just a... I'm gonna do what I want? And the last contributory factor was window of circadian low of pilot in command. I would just say fatigue of pilot. I don't think this Correct. has anything to do with his circadian rhythm at this no, point. I, it, it's, a tr it's a factor. Sure. I'm not going to say that. Okay. I won't say that his circadian rhythm isn't totally a not a factor, but he is far fatigued. How can you have a circadian rhythm when you haven't slept in 48 hours? Yeah, that's not good. The whole thing is whack. Yeah. Okay. Safety recommendations. I'm also not doing very many of these because some of these didn't feel very um, necessary. Well, they didn't feel like they actually recommended anything. Put it that way. So we'll do the ones that did. <laughs> to the DGCA, whom I'm assuming is um, the... The Aviation yeah. Authority. Yes, the Aviation Authority. 
The DGC, they said they recommend the DGCA may issue circular, a, 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 a like an AD kind no, of thing. No, it's kind of like a memo. Yes. Highlighting this accident and advising pilots to take, quote, follow me, end quote, Jeep, wherever required. I think it's hilarious that they specifically say Jeep. Yes. I said vehicle. I mean, in a lot of places, it is a Jeep. Around the world, they, like, they build Jeeps for this. What's it at DIA? A Jeep. Oh. <laughs> well. <laughs> this is why they call it a Jeep. It doesn't have to be a Jeep. No. But it is in a lot of places. Just saying. So, yeah, that's that's the thing. So the whole thing is just they they recommended you, making everybody aware, like please, for the love of God, just the ser- use the follow me. The service, service is there. It doesn't it's cost paid you anything. For. It doesn't. Yeah, doesn't cost you anything. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean you're a bad pilot. It means you're trying to get somewhere freaking safely. Yeah, ask that's the thing. for directions. That's the yes. thing. It's like. I can. I don't need to. I can do it by Especially myself. Especially when you're super tired. I would have requested that before I landed. I'd have been like, dude, I can't even think right now. I need as thoughtless of a way as possible to get me from A to B. Just but, but as I said me earlier, you don't fulfill that stereotype. I know. So you're not a good example here. I guess. They recommend to Air Andy Express that they shall ensure proper crude pairing, taking into consideration age factor, experience, etc., so they shouldn't have paired someone who's 30 years difference between them. And in 10% of yeah. hours of the senior. Yeah. Correct. It's not, it's not, it's ideal. not conducive to crew resource management. No. Although it shouldn't matter who you're paired with. No, but we've established before that that kind of age gap and that kind of experience gap makes it more of a teacher student vibe, which is can, yes. not conducive too safe flight. I mean, I agree. I'm just saying that in general, if you're talking about crew resource management, it, it shouldn't, really shouldn't matter. matter. But to, let, let's not put ourselves in a bad situation off the right off the line. To go hand in hand with that, they recommend to Air India Express that they should issue a circular regarding proper crew coordination. <clears throat> crew resource management in a not crew resource management written way. Yeah. To the airport. They recommend that the aerodrome operator, C-I-A-L, shall repaint the taxiway markings with fluorescent material and put additional conspicuous markings on the taxiways. Probably not a bad idea. It's a great idea, actually. Yes. They also recommend to the airport that they may also explore the possibility of installing the centerline lights for Taxiway Charlie, for better visibility. I'm <clears throat> pretty sure that they're supposed to have that for ICAO, but I can't be certain, so... Well, I mean, they're there. They turned them on eventually. Well, they did for the apron. Oh. Charlie didn't have them. Oh, for, for Pete's sake. It is the main taxiway for the airport, and it doesn't have lights. Yeah, it should. That's problematic? Yes. Like, entirely problematic? Yes. It is infuriating. And finally, they recommend that the duty tower controller shall be given corrective training for not maintaining surveillance over the aircraft. I agree. Lack of situational awareness, handling such emergency situation, and to follow laid down standard operating procedures. Yeah. All around, the air traffic controller did not do a good job here. Now, he didn't cause it. No. Well. Mm, no. But also... He didn't didn't catch it either. Yeah, Yeah, he didn't help when things got bad. So, that's it. 
That's that that's that one in a nutshell. Sorry for a short one, you guys. I know you guys like the long ones. But it is, I mean, it is interesting. It's these kinds of things happen way more often than you think. Mm-hmm. For one. And two, I think it's just there's like it shows that even if the accident isn't major per se, I mean this did some pretty severe damage to this airplane, but it still warrants a report and changes because yes. there are key things that were missed and mistakes and things that can be changed that make this better. This is actually a pretty relatively busy airport. This is in the southern part of India. It's kind of a sort of a resortish town where there's like beaches, nice beaches and things to do. So there's a lot of flights in and out of this airport, actually, obviously all times of the day and night. Noted. The other flights that were operating, by the way, there was a Kuwait Airlines, there was a Qatar, so and another Air India Express. So they were busy. This was a, a busy operation. Mm-hmm. But it and it's not actually it's a pretty nice airport in reality. It's just that the taxiways didn't have lights or center lines and the air traffic controller didn't do a good job. And the captain was the most messed up piece of this in this situation. Honestly, I think if he probably had that sleep, maybe his judgment would have been a lot better and he would have. First of all, not turned at the wrong place. Second of all, maybe he would have considered getting the following vehicle. Yeah, but he made a bad call. He was yep. not proper. He it, would would it be wrong to say he was not properly certificated to fly? I don't know if it'd be wrong to say that, but it would be against his certification. There we go. Well, that's uh, Air India Express four fifty two. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. As always. You guys are awesome and amazing. Our listenership keeps going up, so whatever you're doing, keep doing it. Up and up and up. <laughs> up we go. Uh, we actually got a comment from one of our patrons that um, they actually found us because someone else commented on a different com- uh, podcast page about us. Yeah. So, I mean, keep doing that. Like we said, like we're not in competition with anybody. Uh, like We listen to a variety of podcasts yes, about the same thing. Yep. So... I mean, you can go and check out the, I mean, I'm sure if you pull us up on Spotify, you can see the other ones that are like us, but yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, remember you can give us a review on Spotify now. Oh, I forgot that we could do that. We haven't talked about it in a while, but you can, it's not written. It's just, it's stars. just like a stars. Yeah. Review. Um, we might talk about a few of the reviews we got in the post episode on Apple podcasts lately. Cause I got some opinions. I, I just, <laughs> I think they're, I think it's funny from our patron Ash. Thank you, Ash. They said the suggestion would be best pranks for April. So best prank stories for April. Thank you, Ash, for recommending that. That that is a good one. Please don't prank someone in a cockpit. No, uh, that's a great way to get kicked off a flight forever. I feel like David's going to have a story or two for this. Uh, (laughs) He's already told us some in the past, so. Let us know. See what happens next. Uh, I'm interested. I'm invested. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. We're going to post episode now. If you want to listen to that, got to be a patron, at least $5 patron. And you get a bunch of other stuff, too. You do. Just take a look at it. Yeah. Uh, Check out the merch page as well. If you want to send us a story, all that stuff is on the website. If you want ducks, that's on the website. You want to get the newsletter, that's on the website. Just go ahead and, and search your little hearts out to your own desires. Miranda's very proud of her website. 
Uh, I mean, yes. it's fair. It's pretty good. I'm the one who does. I'm the one in charge of the website. Yes, it's so. good. It's good. I like it. All right. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you all have a safe and healthy week, and we will catch you all next week. Keep your speed up. Please like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hard Landings Podcast and on Twitter at Hard Landings Pod. Subscribe and leave a five-star review on the platform you are using to listen. If you would like to see photos and sources for this episode, please visit us at heartlandingspodcast.com, where you can also leave us feedback and ask questions. This episode was researched and written by Nick and Christy. Our theme song was written by Miranda and performed by all three of us, plus Leo. And our logo is by Naomi from Not a Monster, Not a Boogeyman. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time.